The following is a fourth-hand production. Relics are objects or ideas from an earlier time, a touchstone to what life was like long ago. In today's parlance, we mostly think about them as strange objects from forgotten eras or dusty tomes from ancient lands. We view them with a sort of reverence that the people who created these things with sweat and muscle must have some sort of higher knowledge, a viewfinder into the universe we just don't possess. Rarely do we think about strange curios from our current era as relics. We don't lend them the same admiration or give them the same credit. Well, there is a set of modern-day relics right in front of our noses. Not hidden away in a long-abandoned cave, no. Out there for everyone to see in a cow pasture in northeast Georgia. The Georgia Guidestones. They're a modern-day relic offering advice, and some would say hope, to future generations. Others read them in a much darker and foreboding light. Not advice on how to make humanity better, but doctrine with only the most perverse intentions. Who really built the Guidestones? What is their true purpose? And how are the aliens involved? That's next on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. We use Kelly's fools are not crazy! This hysteria. You can't handle the truth! Truth! Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that already knows who built the Georgia Guidestones. And his name is Thanos. This is Hysteria 51. The universe is finite. Its resource is finite. If life is left unchecked, life will cease to exist. It needs correction. You don't know that! I'm the only one who knows that. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we are your hosts and lead investigators, Brent Hand and John Goforth. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. A modern-day mystery tonight, John, the Georgia Guidestones. Some say these uh, stones bear a message similar to Thanos, and uh, we need to kill most of the world's population. When I'm done, half of humanity will still be alive. I hope they remember you. Some people, some people do say that. <laughs> we'll get into the to to the real mystery and meaning in a bit. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> but but I can tell you what I think right now. It was really this only thing, all it was was advertising. It was an early guerrilla marketing tactic for Infinity War. It they were just playing the make, long game, the right? really long game. <laughs> it just makes sense. You know, they say, and we'll get into this too, that there's a time capsule there at the uh, at the Guidestone mm-hmm. site. I bet if you dig it up, there's just a bunch of superhero dust in there. I'm, I'm sure there is. <laughs> this tastes like Spider-Man. <laughs> the hardest choices require the strongest wills. Enough Infinity War reference. Can we just get on with this train wreck? Another voice you're hearing is the third host of the show, and almost always the drunkest. The one and only conspiracy bot. Can't argue with that. When he's not three sheets in the wind, he's supposed to be researching, editing, and producing this show. Instead, he just focuses on getting three sheets to the wind. <laughs> Someone call that alcoholism. Alcoholics need a drink. I already have one, and you paid for it. <laughs> I'd be worried about your health, but we'll just you know let nature take its course, I think. I think that's probably the right yeah. decision. 
he thinks he knows how to shut us up. Uh, well, the joke's on him. <laughs> it, the joke is on him. <laughs> that clip sure. is never more appropriate this week. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes! Back to the show for the very last time. Is the crowd favorite? Yeah, it depends Question on the crowd. Me, uh, Mr. Joseph Peck. Pecker! Pecker! His name is Pecker. Jojo. I did it all for you, Seabot. I hope your pant leg gets caught in an escalator and a bloodbath ensues. It's all for you, Damien. It's, it's all for you. It's true. Well, it was that was like you guys playing the long play. Uh, like John's thing of like, hey, in time's on, who do you think's coming next? <laughs> and what do you think's coming after that? You know, the thing about all those Infinity Wars clips and stuff, it reminds me of an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> of, course, of course it does. I do not want another single pop culture reference out of you for the rest of the trip. You understand? Hey, man, every time he pulls out a pop culture reference, it seems to work out for them. You know, they took out Giant Man. They took out the Ma or whatever his name was. So <laughs> that really old movie. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, welcome back. It's been been a few weeks it has uh what have you been doing where, where, where have your travels taken you uh been waiting a lot i spent some time in berwin berwin <laughs> um, yeah i don't know if you guys have heard of it uh yeah uh, we actually saw joe at the meetup we had he was the uh, hysteria 51 yeah. first meetup it's true i like to put the meat in meetup <laughs> we, we did eat some barbecue ribs there they were pretty they were, good they were very good uh rib tips, tips which yeah. i was not uh completely familiar with i mm-hmm. i oh, really? just hadn't ordered rib tips before I, yeah. I it's not that i don't know they exist it's that i just yeah. never order them and wow they were really good they do a good job everything there i had the tijuana dog which is a hot dog <laughs> i had so that one <laughs> with uh, i questioned my sexuality when a i was bunch done of shit on it like uh, it looks like a taco but there's a uh there's a uh a hot dog in it and i, I know that sounds disgusting again questioning Phenomenal. sexuality it looks like a taco but it was a hot hey, dog if you gotta question your sexuality it's fine now, don't worry about it <laughs> we're here for you and and that's what this is about. Friendship. The thing that makes a good piece of of smoked meat is when they do the rub right, where you you like sauce, but you don't need sauce. <laughs> your children. You're, I, you're, I know that I, I I share that he belief. He makes these jokes. <laughs> we, we laugh at him, right? You dumb bastards. Brent, do you not understand yet that this show is one big double standard? <laughs> Are you not there yet? That's, Welcome that's to Double John's, Entendre. That's, I'm your host. <laughs> that's John's long play. Yeah. Oh, speaking, yeah, speaking of long plays, uh, you know, we're, this one's not as old of a story as some. No, that we've done. or is it? Seventy nine. It starts nineteen eighty. They're it? built. He said, "Or is it?" Uh, it was. It was actually built like five thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. But they've all um, affected our brain well, somehow. No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. The the plans were laid five thousand years ago, and our our hero of the story, R. C. Christian, found them written on gold tablets. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and, how it always goes. Uh, now, yes, to tell you what they said. Right, Moroni showed him. Yeah, what yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. This is all. It, it, it'll check out. You'll understand. Well, jokes aside, gentlemen, we do have another monolithic structure tonight. It's starting yeah, to become a theme. Yeah, yeah. This this one isn't quite eleven thousand years no, old, but it's, it, it's just as weird. It's not ancient, yeah. and we. And we do know who built it. No, okay. I'm not saying it's space aliens, right? But it goes without saying it's fucking space aliens. <laughs> oh. 
and that is not from Ancient Aliens. No, for once. No, that that's actually from Wolfenstein Two, uh, a, a great game, by the way. Yeah. Jesus, John, like already, always, oh, already. You Somehow we got the Nazis in there, to, and the Nazis have already shown up. Oh, well. uh, now, uh, uh, c this time, this time it is not aliens, of that we're sure. No, we, we know for a fact a man walked into a bank, filled out the proper paperwork, commissioned a granite company in the area, and built the thing. Let's let's go over the basics, fellas. Yeah, so in Dateline, Alberton, Georgia, 1979. I might I add, 1979 was a mighty fine year. It, for this, it's this literally the greatest Earth. year yeah. in the oh, history Oh, I disagree. Ever. I think, I mean, it was a... Um, it was a kind of a boring year nope, leading wrong. up to no, no, we, leading up to the great no, year of nope, 1980. No, that even, doesn't even make sense. They ended a generation because of who was born in 1979 <laughs> and that coinciding with the Steelers winning the Super Bowl and the Pirates winning the World Series. I mean, what else is there? In the grand scheme of the cosmos, time will tell the only date that truly matters is the date of my creation. Well, 11,000 <laughs> years ago, if you ask yeah, him. If you ask him, 11,000 years ago. So a well-dressed man under the pseudonym of R.C. Christian went to Alberton in June of 79, and he approaches the Alberton Granite Finishing Corporation's president this guy named joe h finley senior about the potential cost of building a monument of quote unquote substantial size explaining that he represented a small group of anonymous americans foreign to georgia who had been working on a 20 year long project as a message for future generations so since the 50s they'd been working on this ode to Bullshit. We'll call it. Uh, we'll get into. Hey, this. hey, I don't. Uh, hey, you can like eugenics and everything, John. You're fine, but I, I'm gonna. There is no proof that this down. touches eugenics, and there's no proof that it doesn't. And there's lots of insinuation. Wait, did you just say there's no proof that it doesn't? Save the bickering for the end. I'm not drunk enough yet. Finley put him in touch with his banker, Wyatt C. Martin, who was soon chosen as the intermediary for the project, and both men were sworn to secrecy. So Alberton, which is about a hundred miles northeast of Atlanta, was a pretty good pick for this place because it's surrounded by granite. It's the granite capital of the world. There's multiple uh, granite quarries around there, and in the town uh, this small, there are more than forty-five of them just in that area. And this project moved forward and was finished and unveiled to the world on March twenty-second of nineteen eighty. They had a big ceremony. Now, uh, dignitaries in the area came th- out. That's actually a big thing to say this because there, there's a couple things about this. Number one, when they approached them. This is something that they don't usually do. You you cut granite, but they're not cutting 20-ton slabs of granite. They didn't really have the tools to do it, per se. So they went to the guy. They're like, hey, uh, I don't know if we really want to do this. So, um, I mean, they didn't say that. So they gave him this outlandish number. The like, quote, yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah, that works great. Let's do it. So like, well, shit, we got to really do this. They literally had to like design new techniques for them because as we know, uh, humans can't move stones that large. No, <laughs> we don't have the technology. Yes. So what they did is, and I don't know if we're going to get into this later or not, but they, they created the graviton beam and, uh, it's true. It uses a c- combination of graviton and sound. To levitate the bricks. Well, if you remember place. from our uh, Gobekli Tepe episode, Glaxon and Kilgore uh, are the ones right. that help with that. Right. Yeah. Also, uh, along with building that, they not only did they swear them to secrecy, right. it's they 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 were quoted as saying it seems like their funds were endless. Yeah. It seems like you know these weird people that that 
that <laughs> look at Elon Musk and the Bigelows of the world and stuff that right. want to do these things. And sometimes these people get these crazy things involved. Now, Endless isn't Endless, you know, the, I mean, this was definitely a, uh, you know, a doable project. It's not going to space. It's it's building some stones. I think I read still, somewhere they paid a little over half a million dollars. Which doesn't seem like that much. I mean, it, it's a ton of money. Right. It's a ton of money. Seriously? But, that, no. That's that's so little to achieve. That's what I'm completely si- ridiculous end. That's what I'm At saying. Like it's me. a ton of money to like on a whim, on a whim. Yeah. But what are you going to spend it on? Investment in your future? <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't. God. Don't you understand, Joe? They were investing in all our future. They gave us the guides oh, wow. on stone. Wow. They need a name for something like that. <laughs> what, what, what could you call these, these things? things? Uh, I feel inspired, actually, now. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have spent half a million dollars on a vat of bacon grease. <laughs> <laughs> the other big thing is, is that after R.C. Christian had met with Finley and with Martin and everything's erected, he leaves town and is gone. Like yeah. that, is, that is where he exits this story. At least in person. Now, there's a lot of speculations, but uh, that that's it. Yeah, Finley never saw him again. Now, Martin claims to have had dinner with him a few times thereafter and discussed things, but no one else other than Martin ever saw R.C. Christian again. Funny thing is, no one no one finds it suspicious that there's this guy in a trench coat and a hat pulled way down that's always wandering around the stone. Sam, like, <laughs> so what do you think about these? His face is <laughs> pale Pretty white. impressive, eh? <laughs> His face is pale white, and he has bright red lipstick on. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Hey, K Kid, I bet the guy who uh, designed these and and funded them must be a pretty cool guy. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I bet he's good with the ladies and has a huge rod. <laughs> what? Wait, what? What just happened? Whoa! <laughs> <That's that>. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's also worth noting that Christian later transferred ownership of the land and the guidestones to Elbert County. Yeah. He so bought- after they spent all that time and money and effort. He gave it to the local municipality. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it was on a cattle ranch. And he he goes to this rancher, and he says, "Hey, you know, sell me five acres." And he buys it with the stipulation that that rancher, even when it is transferred, has a grazing rights, so his cattle can use that land and eat on there. Uh, grazing rights is something that we don't really ever deal with, but a lot of parts of the country, especially there and out in Vegas and stuff, that's big money, and uh, they they um. They set up like what that that last big uh I don't know that the big standoff. standoff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was over grazing rights. Yep, shit like that is big money. I whenever I go to Vegas and try out one of those huge Vegas buffets, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's pretty expensive. Insta- Some of them want like thirty bucks. Um, my belief is, and I tell them this every time when I come back the next day, that I still have grazing rights. Yes, that's right. That's yeah, right. Do. Does that check out? Does. Speaking of those buffets, real quick, you said some of them are 30 bucks. Uh, so we were there recently. Some of them are like $130 for a oh, buffet. Yeah. And you're like, you better have like, I better get a rub and tug and rib tips. You know, like, <laughs> I must have been going to the ones like, uh, what's his name, uh, was going to in Vegas vacation. <laughs> yes. Odd or even. Odd. It's even. <laughs> it's, Damn it. <laughs> You want the blue slop? <laughs> this is good, 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 good. You get the three-day-old shrimp cocktail. <laughs> um, you can have as much as you want. Yeah. The, the, the monument itself is pretty straightforward. Not a ton to it. It's it's four large slabs of granite stood vertically, and they're encircling a center slab with a capstone balancing on top. And it, it really looks like a modern-day Stonehenge, like mm-hmm. what you think Stonehenge looked like probably when it was newer they just it's when it just, wasn't like six eight thousand years yeah, old or whatever just, it is yeah. the capstone is just perched on top of it if you look at it 
from a bird's eye view. Some people say that it resembles a cross with something in the middle yeah, of it. We'll talk about that. I, I, it's just it's worth pointing out. Yeah. We'll get to it. You can see a lot of things when you look into things. You know what I mean? And um, Please tell me more. <laughs> so the toll height's 19 feet, 3 inches, and weighs almost 120 tons, which is 14.8 million pounds. For those of you playing along at home. <laughs> no, it's 120 tons. Each individual vertical stone is 16 feet tall and weighs over 20 tons each. And just a few feet off to the west of the money is an additional, uh, I'd say it's like a granite ledger and has been set level in the ground. And this tablet identifies the structure and the languages used on it and lists various facts about the size, weight, and astronomical features of the stone and the date it was installed. It also mentions a, a time capsule buried under the tablet, but, yeah. but there's spaces on the stone reserved for filling in the dates on which the capsule was buried and it's supposed to have been opened, but that hasn't been inscribed yet. So it's uncertain if there's actually a time capsule there. Right. And it's one of those things where <sighs> that's even a better story than if you knew it was there almost because you're like, ah. Oh, is it? I don't know. And if I was going to, like you said, you know, like half a million dollars to bullshit an entire generation, kind of like that's almost worth it. And that would almost be it. better when you go like, is there a time capsule? <laughs> every time I wonder, I don't know. Every time I stumbled across the time capsule part, I'm like, well, in every episode we've ever talked about things underground, they're like, well, we just use ground penetrating radar. That feels like that'd be a pretty simple thing to figure I don't know, out. But it, it, I guess it'd be right underneath. I don't know if it's in the center or do they have to remove one, move one of the stones? I don't know how it works. You know what? I would just do dig it up. <laughs> Shovel. Which, yeah. Speaking of time capsules, so my church growing up, we did a time capsule and I remember doing it and we were supposed to open it in like the year 2000. And I remember year 2000 comes and my church like, we're just not going to open it. We're going to leave it there. And I want to know what I put in there. <laughs> like, I was one of the main people that did it. And, like, literally, I've asked about, oh, yeah, we've got it still, you know, but I don't know if we'll open it. That's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, don't know if we'll ever open it? Yeah. Like, you, when you set a date on the time capsule. You're supposed uh, to open it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go, nah, <laughs> I was bored. I decided not to do it. So, like, what did they think? Like. Who do they think's ever going to open it then? I don't you, know. The date's gone. Like, what, what I remember happens when you guys it. all die? Like, I remember, is someone going to be like, hmm? We never buried it, but it was like, it oh. was one of those things you could be buried. It was like put into something in the church. But it, was, it looked like a giant pill. So like, where, it's where is together, it then? So it was like, what I, is it on the altar? I don't No, It was just like in the basement. Is this what it. you guys worship? <laughs> um, yes. Yes. <laughs> the time capsule. The capsule. Uh, gentlemen, I'm thinking road trip. Yes. We need to go Just save go Brent's time yeah. castle. Yeah. yeah. We're exactly. going to be like Geraldo uh, opening up the vault. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or like Indiana Jones when he's like, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he was just looking for an excuse. Just looking for an excuse. The other thing I, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, John, was the astronomical significance that they talk about on that, that you know, the, the, the stone off to the west. What What's that about? They intended for the entirety of the structure to also double as a um, a clock, a calendar, etc. Uh, there's a channel through uh, the stone that indicates uh, a celestial pole, uh, meaning you can see the North Star through it. There's a horizontal slot that indicates uh, annual travel of the sun, mm -hmm. so calendar, as we, as we said. Mm -hmm. And then a, a sunbeam through the capstone marks noontime throughout the year. 
Oh. Um, better description from Wikipedia says the four outer stones are oriented to mark the limits of the 18.6 year lunar declination cycle. The ah, cent- declination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the center column features a hole drilled at an angle from one side to the other through which can be seen the North Star, a star whose position changes only very gradually over time. The same pillar has a slot carved through it, which aligns with the sun's solstices and equinoxes. A 7 eighths inch aperture in the capstone allows a ray of sun to pass through at noon each day, shining a beam on the center stone, indicating the day of the year. You know who I feel bad for? The poor bastards who had to carve this and make it exact. Because now over time, this isn't going to work because, you know, celestial bodies. For the north, yeah. But for a long time, it's going to. And you have to be within, you know, fractions of, of, you know, tolerance for that to work. It, this is stuff that they found out and figured out a long time ago. But even me now, I'm just like, man, I wouldn't want to have to, have to do that. <laughs> that. That is a lot of. There's a lot of planning involved in that. One yeah. light, er, you know, slight earthquake and oops, it no longer works. They did have to go hire astronomers to come in and, mm-hmm. and advise on the project. I bet they use sextants. Sextants. Um, <laughs> I. It's just a I'm fun gonna, word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with yes. I, I, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll agree with you because I don't know what that word means. Sexton is what they used, uh, the, the old, uh, ye old travelers of water. It's a thing where you align stars. You can, to tell your direction you're going at night. Oh, do you, did you have one like for your, uh, ye old traveler yeah. of water cosplay out there? I, old? I, I bought it thinking it was something completely different and it was a huge <laughs> disappointment. Mm. They do not take refunds if they're water damaged. <laughs> I, I, I'm staying away from that. I'm just. I dropped it out of my boat. gotta move on. I dropped it out of my boat. I was going to the Baltic Sea anomaly. You don't don't have a boat. It fell in with the, uh, it fell in with the, the, uh, sonar. The the sonar. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have an Eastern European man with a weird accent try to fix it? Yeah, I'd be fixing. So it's clear that extensive thought went into the building of this thing. European pirates. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many. Listen, guys, it's clear that extensive thought went into building and placement of the Guidestones. But the reason for its existence and true meaning behind the stone's message has never been confirmed nor 100% understood. No, that's that's why this is such an interesting topic and a scary topic or a fun topic is because we're going to tell you here in a minute. But there's things written on there that can be taken very ominously or in a good way. You right. know, it's the... The age old choose your own adventure. But when people do things and are completely behind closed doors, it never feels like, yay, this is a good thing. It's not like they took that half a million dollars and donated to like, you know, loaves and fishes or some other charity. No, they made a giant monolith of doom in a lot of people's eyes. I think you're right. I mean, I think anonymity leads to people just believing there's an ominous nature to anything. Yeah. Uh, I, Could there be, can you call it a monolith when it's four stones? Monolithic wouldn't structure. It be a, Monolithic wouldn't structure. it be a quadrilith? Uh, we don't use those kind of terms around here because um, I don't know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Monolith, I just thought was like gigantic stone structures, no matter how many pieces. I don't know. But yeah, mono, single. It's Does it made up it's... of, it's made up of monolith. So it's a monolithic yeah. structure. Or is it just sick? Does that mono? Oh, yeah. Turns out it was just really bored. (laughs) (laughs) So turns out it made out with the wrong (laughs) other other mysterious. Who hasn't been there? I had mono. 
Did you guys have mono? No, no I never had it. Lisa, no, may, again, maybe. <laughs> Lisa, I have had long periods of boredom. Lisa had mono in college. The kissing disease. The kissing disease. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we mentioned messages or guidelines yeah. or principles or edicts or whatever you want to call them. They are engraved on the stones in eight different languages. Yeah! The, same, the same ten things are in eight different languages. One language is on the face of each of the the faces of each of the large stones. So, you each know, one monolithic stone. Will have, stone? Yes. Hey, hey. Here you go, Joe. Uh, <laughs> each stone will have one on each side. And and moving clockwise around the structure from due north, here are the languages. English, Spanish, Swahili, Sanskrit, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. Okay. What's your major? Uh, Sanskrit. Sanskrit. You're majoring in a 5,000-year-old dead language. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Latin, it's the best I can do. <laughs> PCU! Yes, that yes. actually was a good drop, Seba. That was a good drop. <laughs> the big thing, though, is what they say. And here we will read the Guidestones without comment, Joe. <laughs> We're going to get through these before Fine. we... We just got to get through them first, and then, and then we'll do we it. We can run a, ride them roughshod. All right, I'm stepping out. Here we go. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. We said to wait through this to see Bob, but that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Oh my I'm, God! I said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm I'm going to make the first comment on it. It has nothing to do with the the content of what they're or, or the meaning behind what they're saying. What is the if this was this was built and written in modern day? What's the need for speaking in parlance from like the 1700s? Right, right, and <laughs> you know, it, be not a cancer on the earth. It, it, some well. of it sounds good, you know. Improve fitness and diversity, yay! R- bring a new language. No, we don't need a new language. We've got enough. We have Esperanto. That's true, and that's what it's for. The universal mm-hmm. language. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a... I thought math was the so right now we have language, seven, but that's just me. Yeah, wasn't true. there a William Shatner movie all in Esperanto? I mean... That sounds It was right. written... It, it was adopted by a lot of sci-fi fans, so I could see that. I think there was. <laughs> I, I, I watched a... I think I told you guys this, but I watched a um, this documentary on the guy who has like the largest pop culture and sci-fi um, collection in the world. He passed away like a year or two ago, but he was out in L.A., and his home was a museum... Anyway, he was like one of the big pushers of Esperanto. And his best friend? Dolph Lundgren. One Elron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Elron. Yeah. Like not like oh I I like literally they were friends since you know they wrote together as you know when they were first coming Pen pals. But yeah, Did Esperanto. you really see a documentary or were you just hanging out outside that guy's house? Yeah, exactly. So it looks like you're going to die soon. <laughs> uh, given the amount of, well, I guess it's more comic book collectibles that Brent has. I was going to say, did, did he die under mysterious circumstances? <laughs> Who's the second biggest collection? Brent, why do you have 17 storage facilities? Yeah. Give it to yourself. 
<laughs> it's funny. Uh, uh, we'll get into kind of the more controversial aspects of these messages in a bit. What, well, like them, maintain humanity under 500 million? That's the that's <laughs> the ding, 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 ding. But uh, they made a big point about this being apolitical, non-political, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty political to say avoid petty laws and useless officials. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. got a hard on for the government. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess you could have you laws could, and officials inside of an organization. That's what I was going to say. Like, it depends on how you look at it. And the big thing that I found, and I don't know if you guys ran into this in researching this, is there are page after page after page after page of people that dissect this. And it gets so blown off course because of their inability to not want to push. Well, this is who it was and this is what it means. And it was harder to find like just at least to start out just the straight up information because everyone has a very distinct opinion and that's fine but everyone wants to say who it was or what it was and it, it's hard to weed through it it sometimes. pushes their own agenda it's like um it's mm-hmm. like we we mentioned gobekli tepe earlier it's like gobekli tepe it's we know people didn't live there you can easily make the argument that it was a temple and you can easily make the argument that they were grain silos and people people push their agenda based on which one they think is true. Yeah, it's funny. I'm just thinking about like, you know, the world ends and then in like a million years someone comes here and they land in Georgia. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> well, here's the other question. Like, for example, <clears throat> the ambiguity of this, what is does 500 million actually mean people? Does it mean maintain humanity under 500 million feet in other words musk stop trying to get us to mars <laughs> is that what this is about like you know it could mean a lot of things you do you actually raise an interesting point that i hadn't thought of uh what if and, it's not li- li- lives what if that's mean? not people yeah. right it just says 500 million i've always wondered that because it's the earth already had 500 million people or when this was created maintain 4. humanity billion maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance everyone else chaos fuck the world <laughs> but 500 million are in perfect harmony which is probably over how many there actually are we probably don't have 500 million people in uh, perpetual balance with eh, we probably do because of there's still tribes and stuff out there so. oh you mean in balance with in with nature where they're not yeah yeah you yeah. know like, uh, like, what's what's balance? Well, that's there's ambiguity to all this language. All of it. It's you, when you, you cut all of it. rip these things apart. Right. It's when you cut open a whale and it doesn't spew out four million pounds of plastic. I think that's that's balance. <laughs> well, but wouldn't balance not be not cutting open the whale? That's true. Uh, well, <laughs> sometimes whales beach themselves and we have to get rid of them. So the balance is we cut them open and feed them to other marine life and and the seagulls. Oh, well, one thing that did come true is uh, the I said goes on. Let all all nations rule uh, internally resolving external disputes in a world court. Take them to the Hague. When this was made, we did not have the International Criminal Court. Yeah. We do now. The ICC did not exist in 1980. But they had the Hague exist. Because the Hague, the Hague was was where they put the the International uh, War Crime Tribunal when that was before that was before League of Nations. But that that's not. But that's. I mean, and of course. I mean, throughout time there have been different examples of this. I'm right. saying our most modern version, the ICC, oh, did not fine. exist. So you're saying that it was created because where because of the stones? Georgia Guidestones. Uh, where were we at with the right. Legion of Doom back then? <laughs> Still forming. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I don't. I don't know if technically it had ever been uh, put to page. I like to think that the Legion of Doom, Joe is what they talk about around like the water cooler. <laughs> Did you hear Joe Peck the other day? On, uh... <laughs> yes, well, Toy who Man. Who is it? Mantis and Toy Man? 
I did. The one other thing I wanted to point out now, and we'll talk about more of these later, it says balance personal rights with social duties. That almost feels like give up some of your personal liberties for the greater good. Like that almost that feels a little that way. Well, so, but wouldn't it only feel that way if if you're out of balance so that you're not doing enough social duty? Is that what you're saying here, well, John? But, that but, you, F society, I'm not giving up my rights either. The funny thing is, and if you yes. want to take a, a, a political swing on this, like the right and the left both will blame or take pride and ownership mm. in a lot of these things. And that one seems like a more left leaning, you know, statement, whereas some of these sound more right leaning. So it's funny. I 100% agree with you that it sounds more left wing. But just to show the listener how you can make these work for you either way, the other way you can look at that very statement is when, like, we pass the Patriot Act. Right. You're giving up, for the betterment of society, you're giving up some personal privacy. <laughs> the funniest thing to me was the Patriot Act comes out, and it was bad. We know that, right? So everyone knows that. So then they go, well, we were just dumb. Unleash Operation Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I can share pictures and then give you twice as much information? Where do I sign? <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. Deal. It's, uh, it reminds me of a meme. I think actually you posted, uh, that shows like an o- older person and back, you know, before computers and such, uh, talking such on their such. phone and they're like, uh, Oh, uh, d- don't don't say it. Uh, you know, th- they are listening. Yeah. Uh, and then that, it's like, that's then this don't is say now. that you're going to get a wiretap. Yeah. And then, the other and then this yeah. is now <laughs> Hey, CIA listening machine. Yeah. Order me some yeah. grocery. Yeah. Hey, wiretap. What's a good uh, recipe for apple pie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a lot to unpack there we, that we've gotten to. And we're, we're going to tell you exactly what all this means. Or not really. Yeah, I was probably say, not. Really? I, you just got me real excited. <laughs> but we're gonna episode. we're gonna tell you what it means to us after the break on Hysteria right. Fifty One. Oh, you know who's in charge of all of this, Mister Snuffleupagus? Hola, David. Me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were gonna do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. 
I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Agreed. You bring up a good point there. Thank well, you. You know, I would, I would put it. I would say though, trifled with. Because <laughs> I think a more appropriate way to put that's it. That's true. That's that's fair. Uh, welcome back. We're going to talk about the messages and the purpose of the guidestones. Which um, this is the the land of fantasy and make believe or, or choose your own adventure because you know it's one of those things where why don't they ever just come out and say keep humanity in balance by five hundred million and then and there's an asterisk one and then you go to that rock forty feet away and it goes <laughs> kill all the motherfuckers you know what I mean you go so that's one. what they meant yeah. okay okay yeah. so I mean the principles the 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 ten that we just walked through are ostensibly the purpose for the entire monument and. And yeah. man, do they stir up a lot of controversy. There's nothing real heartfelt and warm feeling when you read those off of a almost 20 foot, 120 ton megalithic structure. Sure. Megalithic. There's it's, the word I was, we were looking yeah. for. 
Yeah, maybe Joe feels. I feel comfort. very warm when I read guide reproduction wisely. <laughs> it, it draws it, it, it draws my mind back to the uh, classic film Superbad. We the classic be film. blocking his cock. We should be guiding his cock. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, Seth Rogen understands guiding reproduction. You know, Bill, Bill Hader uh, said that so much of the interaction between he and uh, the guy that played McLovin, completely improv. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Hader, especially Hader, because he was just having fun with it, and he's really good at being creepy when he wants to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... So uh, yeah, talking, getting back on track. Yeah, getting back on track. I, I mean, it, it, even though you're right, Brent, 100, percent it feels ominous. It could be well-meaning, but boy, the people around there did not think so. At least, uh, at least certain members at the unveiling, like literally, it hasn't been a thing no. for more than five minutes to the general public. One crowd member who was a local pastor immediately professed his belief that the stones were built for cult and devil worship because of the similar appearance to Stonehenge. Which, I mean, it has been well documented that the devil built Stonehenge. Himself. Yes. And it was used as an altar to sacrifice virgins and other things to the hoary host of the netherworld. Correct. Yeah, I mean, that is I get it. Know, one, two, and it, just, <laughs> uh, it makes sense. Yeah. There, uh, the big thing outside of said pastor, you know, is these conspiracy theorists and fundamentalists believe them to be work of Satanists or the New World Order. Sometimes those go hand in hand. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they don't. Right, right, right. Feel particularly by certain commandments, I guess we can call them the Ten Commandments, Yes, such as guide reproduction wisely, the one that Joe yeah, got really far behind, uh, improving fitness and diversity, which can uh, be ominously interpreted. Um, and the Guidestones have been seriously vandalized by people over the years. And by seriously, paint. Spray paint. Someone took a jackhammer to it. They, yeah. They, someone took a tow rope and tried to pull them over. And I like to think, and I don't know this, but I like to think it just ripped the, the bumper. Back, yeah, yeah. Ripped right off, off of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they also used, uh, some of the people used polyurethane because that's a lot harder to get off than paint. Yeah. And it, this was all done. If you read the graffiti that they put up when it's not just splashed on there, it's by those, those very theorists that think it is. It is devil worship. Now, this has calmed down over the years. A yes, lot of this yes, happened, certainly. you know, when it was pretty new. I'm sure it still happens from time to time, but it's more like uh, someone sticks a Hysteria 51 sticker on it. <laughs> and oh, now, genius. please, please. Yeah, who is in Georgia photos. listening? Photos. Right now? Yes. Anyone? I would hate it if you did that. I do not want you Endorse to send that. John or I a direct message asking for stickers with your address to do that uh, or where you can send the photos. I do not want that. That is bad, and we would not thank you for doing it and probably send you swag. Clear? Clear. All right. <laughs> so um, what, the builder of the stone, uh, the, I'm not, not the builder, I suppose, the orchestrator. The guy who R held the Graviton sound. <laughs> R.C. Christian, the, the, the mystery man himself. The inventor of R.C. Cola. Yes, yeah. he's the, and R.C. Cars. Oh yeah. yeah, he's a he's he's a man about town. A good friend of mine, Noel Brown. He's one of the hosts of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. For his senior thesis movie, he made a documentary about the Georgia Guidestones, and he actually got some really cool access. Wyatt, the the guy from the bank we mentioned earlier, he got to sit down and interview him numerous times. And and Stuff They Don't Want You to Know did a really good episode on the Georgia Guidestones a few years ago, and he enumerated all of this. But he got access to a letter. That um, that R.C. Christian had written to Wyatt, Wyatt Martin from the bank, that he had written to him 
to then send to local pastors and the newspaper to be printed. This will calm everyone down. Yeah. And it, it just goes on to say, and in, in, in no uncertain, we want to make clear and sure that you all understand on no uncertain terms, this has nothing to do with the devil and a cult. Anything, way, shape, or, or form. These are just guiding principles that we believe in. Uh, it has not, so there, there, there is no tie. There's also no numerological tie, no astrological tie. Now, astrology, not astronomy, which, yeah. you know, is just the study of the stars, but, uh, we're, I'm talking about astrology, like tarot cards and stuff. Mm. No tie to any of that. In fact, there is nothing about what we've said that should offend any religion, period. This is not anti-Christian, So obviously period. he wouldn't have said those things if it wasn't all of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm like sure exactly, how that letter was taken. It's exactly what a person who meant for all that to be the case would say. Who was it? Who could it possibly be? <laughs> was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. It's the first time you've appropriately used that drop in like a hundred episodes, Seabot. <laughs> I'm not saying whether he was, he was telling the truth, lying, whatever. But uh, of course, you know that 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 doesn't exactly uh, quell the masses when they read something like that. I know that you're going to think this is the devil. Promises it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, these other things you've probably never even thought about. It's not them either. <laughs> oh, it's not the devil. It's Mephisto. Oh, it, it even The letter even goes on to invite future, they call them benefactors, yeah. to add to the stones, meaning put more stones around it. Yeah. And it just said, please keep in mind our, you know. Um, GoFundMe time. <laughs> yes. Like, I Hysteria don't... 51, GoFundMe. Georgia yeah. Guidestones 2.0. Yeah. Like, uh, the top one, oops, we were wrong, 550 million people <laughs> uh, yep. will be used as food. The rest will die. The rest is just zeros and ones written by Conspiracy Bot. I dig it. I can get behind it. I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would, yeah. Actually, I, I don't think we should let Seabot be involved in any way. This no. could go sour quickly. It's just a giant, like, um, you know, Pap's blue ribbon <laughs> can made out of stone and um, a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> and a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of dead cat bodies. Yeah. Uh, now, listen, I think the one thing is clear from, from hearing about and understanding what they were saying in that letter. No matter what the intent was. They did care about public perception. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they wanted it to be liked. They, I mean, think about some of the things they did. They gifted it back to the community after spending $500,000 on it. They wrote a letter saying, hey, guys, we really didn't mean anything nefarious by this. We swear that everything they were doing was an effort to get on the positive side of, of uh, public opinion. Didn't necessarily work. It, I mean, I think maybe today it has, you know, in, in, uh, you hear from, Atlantean or Atlanteans. I approve. You hear from Georgians that I mean, for the most part, they see it as a positive. If you go to the tourism website for Elbert County, Georgia, the first huge picture you see is a big picture of the Georgia Guidestones. Right, right. So it's not like they are currently looking well, at them what? as People this come horrible there to look thing. At them, so Georgia goes ching, ching. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden yeah. they're interesting. Well, you know who else recently? Went through some some uh, lamenting the fact that the public wasn't perceiving his actions as as well and as nicely as he thought they would was Dennis Rodman with all his trips to North Korea. Oh, he cried. Yeah, he's like, guys, seriously, I'm not just trying to make a buck here. He was being, or in this case, whatever their currency. I is. am 
on your side. I am doing this for you. I think he's being interviewed by Chris Cuomo on CNN, and he literally broke down into tears weeping, saying, if you guys don't understand what I'm trying to do, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but I am just trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> I read your book where you broke your dick in a woman and uh, talked about rubbing Tiger Bomb to increase your vitality. But thank you for being the spokesperson for our country. <laughs> for America. Towards another one who wants to wipe us off the face of the earth imagine north korea's perception of americans when the only two that have been there um or or that have been that are probably by state-run tv talked about are dennis rodman and donald trump yeah (laughs) that's a representation of this country baby i want to know what happened when people like said to in front of kim jong-un wow that guy's really tall because kim jong-un has to be the number one at everything so did he go no, he's not. He's not. What are you talking about? Well, the, What's wrong with your eyes? He's exactly sh- uh, slightly shorter than me. These um, evil <laughs> Americans, he's he's a cyborg. And they're doing that. They they made a pact with the devil. Uh, see, what they don't know is uh, Kim Jong-un read what was underneath the Georgia Guidestones. Uh-huh. The, 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 uh, he's been there. He's been down there. Yeah, he's, he, well, he, he helped dig it. Well, either that or there was a podium with a lot of phone books. A lot of phone books. Yeah. That's what happens to all the phone books. Yes, Kim that's where Jong-un they are now. Has a team of people that just hoard them <laughs> for every, every location, location he goes to. He yes. could go to. There's that's got to be a really small phone book over there anyway. Because how many of them actually have phones? That's true. Or are allowed only, to call. Yeah, there's seven numbers. <laughs> all right, they're all Kim Jong Un. So we're gonna go to break again. We're gonna get off the Un train, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk meeting purpose and some of the identity of who Mister RC might have been other than the the coke magnate uh, and what the, the coke or not coke but the arts not magnate. the coke brothers yeah royal royal but who, the cola magnate. who knows maybe the coke brothers were behind it they might but be. who oh. was behind it we'll find yep. out on hysteria what is it again joe 51 there it is hey do you think do you think growing up kim jong-un's nickname was boontang because <laughs> that's how they called him So did Snuffleupagus have anything to do with JFK? If you look into the non-redacted portions that have been released, he was the trainer who trained the CIA spooks back then. Oswald was one of them. Oh. It's also a little known fact before the, you know, 40-year slow sort of decimation of PBS as funding and power and stuff. Actually, it used to be that the third in line for the presidency was a Sesame Street character. Oh. That makes sense because you want diversity. So are, are we then saying that because PBS was going to be defunded by JFK and we're just unaware of this fact, that that's what actually happened? Oh, yeah. Don't you think well, yeah, that looker on the grassy knoll was probably a, a, a Muppet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elmo was on the grassy knoll. <laughs> well, Snuffleupagus was desperate because, I mean, everyone knows, like, if it had come to it, Big Bird was is obviously who's going to get put into the presidency. Uh, there's no question. Yeah. And the vice president has to be Oscar the Grouch. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Well, he was. His grouch. name was Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> And how we are, we are back, nation. And I, uh, guys, I have a question for you before we get back into uh, the guidestones. It's tangentially related, and this is not a joke. This is, uh, isn't it interesting? And what are your thoughts on these huge stone structures throughout time, going all the way back to 
before we have recorded history, all the way through the Guidestones and today, we as a people have a an obsession with large stone structures. Well, they say like in the back past, the back past, they built a lot of these things because Pretty time. they lasted. And I think it was that, more utilitarian. Yeah. You know, but that is a hell of an undertaking for those people. Like, look at the pyramids and stuff like that. That's a hell of a thing to say, huh? And that's what we're going to, we're going to spend the next generation making. This. That's what I was kind of getting to. Is it, kind of innate in our nature that the harder the task the more worthwhile we see it and therefore that's why we do take have these undertakings i mean you know you got to make sure the juice is worth the squeeze <laughs> it's true it's true is it, is it is it duralast batteries that their slogan is built to last like a thousand years duralast. from now are people going to be looking at these things and being like god this must have been an amazing time to be alive yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, they want what they won't see is like a thousand years from now they won't see the Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But they might probably will see the Jordan stuff. Are you saying right. that all of humanity will be blind? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Thank you, thank you for that. Built to last, the Empire State Building. Oh, wait, that's not no, that's that's Duralast. Yeah, Duralast. Yeah. The big thing is not as much as that is what you're building these things to last. What is the true purpose? That's a tough question, you know, to, to ask without knowing exactly who's responsible for them, because well, that's why it's open to so much speculation. That That's because if you know who's responsible, it can give you an insight as to their motivation. Right. So because you, you know, know what they yeah. stand for. You know what's odd, though? Uh, everyone does get really, really obsessed with something. And you guys both mentioned it at different points of like when when you don't know what someone's motivation was or who the person behind it was. You know what the one thing in all of the world that we don't take that approach is with orphans. How come no one's like, well, what's that kid's purpose? Right? <laughs> we don't know <laughs> even, when parents adopt, even when you adopt a dog, you want to know like, you know, what is his breed? I want to know how big he's going to be and what kind of diseases he might have or not diseases, but is he going to get hip dysplasia or something? You can't really do that with Timmy, you know? Well, we are talking about human beings versus everything else. Yeah, what's their purpose? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. You guys are horrible. Who You're both heck, horrible people. Who the heck created that? You're both <laughs> horrible people. Question. I'm not a horrible person at all. I'm saying it's okay that we do that. I'm just saying we don't do that. He's right. Oh. It's an observation, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one thing You're I can think of where we don't do that. You're a horrible person for judging us uh, incorrectly. I, I mean, I, I would imagine at some point in time they did, they were like, well, we know why he's left-handed. No one even knows who the heck his parents are. <laughs> he's clearly of the devil. Uh, whether, I, whether I judged you incorrectly or correctly, I'm still judging you. Let's be clear. Um, I know it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 before we get into the meeting or, or the purpose Let's run down some of the usual suspects when, when you're looking at who actually built these. Who was Kaiser Soze? <laughs> that is well, the number is. one. Everyone that's just, that's who know. it was, right? Mm -hmm. it's highly likely. So there's an article a number of years back in Wired Magazine. That Wired did, is an awesome public you – know, really I love is, their website. Yeah. Uh, it, and it laid out uh, a, a few of these suspects, a few of the potential – Groups that could have been behind the building of the stones. Let's start with one that has a really cheery name. The Luciferians. Possible. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't that just make you want to go have a picnic? <laughs> In hell. Yeah. Oh, what's for dinner? Fire ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In 2005. No, that's, that's what's for the enema. Yeah. Right. 
In 2005, Mark Dice, author of the book called The Resistance Manifesto, and you know it's good because it's got manifesto in it. Yeah. At this point, I mean, who's who's naming their treatise a manifesto? I felt your eyes roll from all the way over here, Joe. He began to demand that the Guidestones be... Uh, this is a quote smashed into a million pieces mm-hmm. so marky claims that like the monument has a deep satanic origin according to dice the one time event him uh christian was a high-ranking member of a luciferian secret society at the forefront of the new world order i told you told you they go hand in hand in this one yeah. they do the elite are planning to develop successful life extension technology in the next few decades that will nearly stop the aging process when you know you, things like curing cancer and they fear that with the current population of earth so high the masses will be using resources that the elite want for themselves so the guidestones mm-hmm. are the new world order's 10 commandments they're also a way for the elite to get a laugh at the expense of the uninformed masses as their agenda stands as clear as day and the zombies don't even notice it ironically dice's message has mainly produced greater publicity for the guidestones yeah well done dice well it it falls down upon itself because there's one thing that the elite aren't looking around wondering 10 years from now if they're gonna have access to and that's monsanto engineered corn yeah right (laughs) no one's sitting around hoping the masses don't get a hold of it all of that (laughs) and roundup that goes with it and the roundup so the the where this falls apart for me well in numerous places. <laughs> no, please, John. The one, the place, one place with yeah. all of it being so airtight. The one airtight, crack you. in the shell. <laughs> please reveal to us you're fine because the rest of us are looking at this as There's airtight. no way this was a laugh at our uh, expenses. John, the, the benefit, if you're a Luciferian, the benefit isn't for the New World Order. It's for everybody who follows your sect. It's a belief structure. It's not about just having a new world order. It's about believing in Lucifer and everything he does. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, I guess you know, there are some members of the Luciferians who say, the well, Luciferians we, we, changed their name a few <laughs> years ago, too, to distance themselves from Lucifer. The thing I find most fascinating about Why would all anyone those groups? associate us with the devil when we only named ourselves after him? Well, their founder, George Lucifer, uh, was like, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> All right, uh, what's another one? This is one that is near and dear to Joe's heart, because he is one. No, I'm kidding. But uh, he does know about a bit about them, the Rosicrucians. Yes. So there was a uh, – we'll, we'll take this through the lens of a um, of a tinfoil hatter. His name's Jay Widener. He's a former Seattle radio commentator turned conspiracy hunter who's heavily – That in- is a hell of a hunter. Like, <laughs> like awesome. Does he have, like, Alex Jones bust, like, on his wall? Like, I caught him. He was great. <laughs> where do you think – like, where do – if if we think of it in terms of, like, Stratego, where everyone has, right. like, their rank and their value, like, where would a conspiracy hunter fall compared to a conspiracy enthusiast right. like our own Brent Hand? Uh, chaotic neutral. Ah, got it. answer. Got it. Uh, so he's uh, heavily invested his time and energy into one of the most popular hypotheses, which is the Rosicrucians. Now, by the way, you don't have to be a complete nut job to believe that the Rosicrucians did it. But right. no, let, no, no, let's no, get no. into let's get into specifically what he believed. He believed that uh, the Rosicrucians who follow the Order of the Rosy Cross are they're a secret society of mystics who originated in late medieval Germany and claim understanding of esoteric truths about nature, the universe, etc. Uh, that's been concealed from us laymen. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they mix like Christianity with 
the who you know it's like it's like a wiccan and a priest had a baby and then they Myst- each kind got of mysticism like half and half time with it <laughs> you kind know? of uh, some gnostic christianity yeah yeah you know if you uh naturalism naturalism thank you it's you know that they on the nose though rc christian the Ro- you know the, hey. the rosicrucianers like oh now. boy oh boy remember earlier we mentioned that if you look at it from a bird's eye view it almost looks like a cross with something in the middle mm-hmm. the rosy cross is a cross with a rose in the middle mm-hmm. that's that was the uh, oh, that's the gotcha moment for the Rosicrucians. Except so, the, uh, is there the a top rose stone on, isn't a rose. But is there a rose laid on it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was at the beginning. Yeah. It's since blown away yeah. about a day later. But yeah, they didn't think that one through. They didn't think that one through at all. Uh, what, what, what are some other things about Rosicrucians, Joe? I find them fascinating because it's, it's basically like ev- everything. It's like, let's take it all. Right, like, right naturalism they believe they have secret knowledge about the four elements they believe that also they have secret knowledge about like you know wicca and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. you know understanding of living the natural living world then it's like yeah. well Christianity has a couple yeah. things that are pretty right. interesting we got those too like it, you know it's it's a very unusual well, whole a, ordeal i was talking about the name you know it, it's kind of too on the nose but right widener he says well fuck right it's on the nose because it's an homage so it's he says it's an homage to this legendary 14th century founder of the rosicrucians uh, a guy who identifies as freighter crc and later as christian rosencruz uh, and secrecy widener says has been a hallmark of the the rosicrucianers and a group that announced itself to the world in the early 17th century with a pair of anonymous manifestos that created a huge stir across Europe, uh, despite the fact that no one was ever able to identify a single that's, member. That's the best part. It's almost like, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, cicada. Yeah. It's right. like, is there actually anyone? Like, I've read anything from they've been able to figure out. They think it's like eight guys <laughs> that just yeah. did this whole thing to mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. It was pervasive across the entire ruling class of Europe. If you go find a practicing Rosicrucianer, they will say, I'm not a Rosicrucian. I yeah. am a studier of Rosicrucianism. They're, right. they're like hipsters. <laughs> yes, I'm right. not a hipster. They're glamming on. Yeah, I'm not a hipster. I just drink it. At, I just drink PPR and Pilsen while wearing a snap uh, up shirt and yeah. black tight <laughs> jeans a lot of people are, like are you a hipster or are you like some sort of amish offshoot because a lot of them look uh, my, here's my beard and my my pants that only have buttons and mm-hmm. uh, i'm wearing some weird shoe and i'm wearing a flannel shirt just one drinking. weird shoe yeah, <laughs> or no shoes sometimes now, you know, every once in a while. And a f- large flat-brimmed hat. Yeah. Seriously, there are people out there who identify as followers of Rosicrucianism, but they won't call themselves right. a Rosicrucian. Does that make sense? They right. And it's not because they're trying to not identify. It's because they're not allowed to, they right. say, because they haven't been indoctrinated or whatever it takes to become to be part of the sect. They haven't reached out to them like the Illuminati has to us on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yes, man. Yes. While the guides on the Georgia Guidestone do kind of fly in the face of what we'd call Orthodox Christianity, mm-hmm. they conform really well to the tenets of Rosicrucianism, which stress reason and endorse a harmonic relationship with nature. You mentioned naturalism before. Mm-hmm. Widener also has a theory about the purpose of the Guidestones. He Uh-oh. thinks Uh-oh. that for generations, the group has been passing down knowledge of a solar cycle that climaxes every 13,000 years. 
Remember we talked about those coronal mass ejections 11,000 years ago that could have cr- caused the last and ice in, age? And in 1800 that we got hit with one, but it didn't cause you know an ice age. An ice age. Yeah. This, they're getting us ready for the next one. During the culmination of this, those coronal mass ejections are supposed to devastate the Earth again. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the shadowy... And it's organi- not an if, it's a when. Yeah, right. Literally, it will happen. Right, but it, we... It's not proven that it's every 13,000 years. No, That's the big no, difference. No, no, no. no. Uh, meanwhile, the shadowy organization behind the Guidestones is now orchestrating a planetary chaos, he believes, mm-hmm. that began with the recent collapse of the U.S. financial system in 2008 and will result in major disruptions of oil and food supplies, mass riots, and ethnic world wars. The one problem with this theory? Let me guess. Can I pick the date? Yes. December 21st, 2012, the date with everything. Yes. That was everyone's date. Damn it. It did not happen yet. You know what? It would have. But a few years ago, a pope and a leader got together and they threw the whole (laughs) calendar off. And you know what? I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. They even got the rosy crayons, uh, the rosy crayon people, and uh, they got them to, (laughs) they're wrong, everyone's wrong. All these people that were just know that the world was going to end, it's still coming. We're just a little behind. We're only in the Middle Ages right now. That's the difference, right? Now, (sighs) we, okay, in, in seriousness, we know obviously that didn't happen. That doesn't, that, and that, as I said before, that guy is out there. That doesn't mean, that there's less validity to the concept or the idea that the Rosicrucians were behind R.C. Christian. Which is, sounds like the kind of group that would put together money and do that. Exactly. And um, name every other group that we're going to name, and it sounds just like they could have done it. I mean, that's, right. what's, that's what's funny about that. It didn't happen, but like you said, it, it makes a lot of sense. Another group that makes kind of sense that we just talked on the NWO. You know those NWO shirts should really say SWM. <laughs> Why the hell are they going to say that? Single white male? What? They woke meat sex. Oh, oh no, there oh, is a t-shirt idea. Now, he was one ahead of me there. I'm oh, always yeah. ahead of your dumbass. That, that's a that's a hell of a t-shirt idea, Brent. Just like the NWO from wrestling. Yes. Oh, for life. Now I'm interesting. Yeah, stay woke meat sex for, for life. life. <laughs> is Seabot is evolving? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. That just happened? That just got scary. He, just, he got one ahead of John? Listen, Cockstain, you can't evolve perfection. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> so th- there's other conspiracy theorists out there that don't believe it has a religious angle at all. Right. So it's the it's NWO. It's just the NWO. But Lucifer's not involved, or, yeah. or the Luciferians, or whatever. It's just the NWO. It's well, that, that secret cabal of people running the world. So there's this there's this conspiracy theorist. He's a computer analyst. His name's Van Smith. He's out of Arkansas. And his website, Van's Hardware, offers extensive analysis of the stones. If you, it's worth going to. If you Google... The Georgia Guidestones on the first page. It's going to be there. His website will be there. Yeah, it's it's a very distinct looking uh, black background, white writing. He talks a lot about like uh, this page has been brought back up because I had hack attempts from all over the world and stuff. I mean, maybe he has. You know, I'm not saying he hasn't, but it's an interesting read when you're when you're checking out his website. <laughs> and basically, everything he believes. We'll get into the details of the NWO, but everything he believes is rooted in numerology, 
astrology, mm-hmm. pretty much everything R.C. Christian said, this has nothing to do with. Which is exactly what you'd say. That's what you, you would say. That's what they want you to think. Exactly so he says, the, he says the purpose of the monument's 10 edicts, he says, is to establish the groundwork for a totalitarian global government. The proportions of the stones predict the exact height in feet of Dubai's Burj Khalifa, which is that now the world's tallest building. So in 1980, they were predicting that that would be built by building the Georgia yeah. Guidestones. And both the Guidestones and the Burj allude to the Tower of Babel. Now, if you don't know what the Tower of Babel was, that was the the tower that they built to get to heaven. And um, God said, uh, nay, you're not going to make that. And no relation to no, our I'm, good listeners. The Babels. The Babels. Not, yeah. not, although some some would say that it's actually pronounced the Tower of Babel. Just so you know. Oh, is there something deeper there? (laughs) Deep underneath the Guidestones. Yes. (laughs) It's it's called the time capsule. Yes. What if the what if the time capsule from Brent's church is under (laughs) the Guidestones? That actually makes a lot of sense (laughs) when I think about it. (laughs) That's why why they won't let you get it. (laughs) Yes, right. That's right. Get your jackhammer. Uh, he also is aware that there's supposed to be a time capsule, speaking of, buried at the feet uh, west of the monument. And according to the story, the capsule is only to be opened when the signs are made obvious by the monument of an impending global cataclysm. And the North Star sighting hole is probably the feature that was intended for detecting the, the this cataclysmic event. If the story he says he was told is true, the hole is similar to a device created by the Hopi to detect a similar calamity. <laughs> the Hopi Indians who were, you know, they, they talked about all that, the Anunnaki and all those things. So it's just a coincidence that the hole also aligns with the North Star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what just, a, you know, just one of those things. They sat yeah. and mathematically figured it out for a coincidence. Now, here's here's the other thing. It's none of that. It's a well-intentioned individual who fears global apocalypse. Yeah, who, just, I fear that. that. But it, I'm not well-intentioned, so you know it's not me. Think th- about this. And though. this is a. It's a. This is probably the most well-regarded theory uh, about why they were built, or Which who. Is why it's what boring, the hell was 1979 and 1980? The Cold War. Fucking a! It was. It was right in the height of the Cold War. We were literally at that moment. I mean, you could say this numerous times throughout history because it kept evolving towards it closer to global nuclear war and mutually assured destruction than at any moment prior. I 1000% disagree because I watched that documentary X-Men Days of Futures Past, and I know that we were yep. closer at one time, but the mutant saved us. That's a fact. Um, th- th- that's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, I retract my former statement. It. Also, how come we always talk about like the Luciferians and the Rosicrucians stuff and no one's talking about the Rastafarians and this whole thing? <laughs> like I saw, did you, have you seen the pictures of when these things were we're getting built. Have you seen the hats they're where, all wearing? Where down is there? Uh, now, real quick? Where mm-hmm. is the guidestones? Right near the beach. Oh, <laughs> there it is. You can't talk about the Cold War and what we're talking about, which without one of my favorite uh, my favorite terms, mad mutually assured destruction. John, yeah. mutually, <laughs> you launch a missile at me, I launch a missile at you, and until we are, we don't just take out each other, we take out the planet. And and so people think that it was a a response to to that time period and how they thought that nuclear winter would come uh, essentially a rosetta stone of of sorts because it's in all those different languages paired with some timely advice Rose, for, for whatever <laughs> oh okay good job 
what's left of humanity. Advice for whatever was left for humanity once we recovered, which might take, could take thousands of years. That's why you make it in stone. You guys remember in the 80s in school have to do turtle drills in case there was a missile? Like you'd you'd go under your deck. Because everyone knows nuclear explosion, anything cannot penetrate a high school uh, grade school desk if that child is in the turtle position. I mean, those things were pretty heavy. Is maintaining humanity under 500 million? Could that be like 500 million inches? And might that like be the right math to be how deep you have to be to not be killed by, by yeah, radiation, radiation and yeah. fallout, or the Tower of Babel or Babel? You Babel. can't go over that height, you know. I mean, we're, oh, and that's when God will yet again scatter the, the smite me, oh mighty smiter, sling eight new languages at us. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what the what people the proponents of that theory are saying is that they meant five hundred million people. That's what they meant, but. But what they're saying is that when these these edicts are actually going to be applicable to humanity, we'll already be well under 500 million. And they're saying, don't go back over don't it. Go back yeah. over. You're not saying yeah. kill everybody. You're going to yeah. do that on your own. Right. <laughs> um, we're going to help you afterwards. Afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Now, the, most of the debate around this whole thing, like, is it good? Is it bad? Revolves around that one statement. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Because you murdered half the planet. The small price to pay for salvation. <laughs> uh, Thank but, you, Mad Titan. So You're the welcome. Question, guys, is are they supporting or trying to incite genocide on a truly unprecedented level? Because I, I'm going to repeat the numbers. If that meant 500 million people. At the time, there was 4.5 billion people on Earth. So you're reducing the number of people on Earth by 80%. Is that what they meant? Or did they mean either 500 million was in reference to people or that it was in reference to people, but they'll already be gone because of what we just talked about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As shit goes down. So this is how you need to fix oh, I mean, do you guys have an opinion there before we get to overall opinions? I- it's it, <laughs> the problem is we don't know because we don't know who built it. So it goes either way. Yeah. And and, and I, I hate to be wishy-washy on that. It's very ominous when you first read it and it sounds like, okay, we need to do these things. But then when you get into the astrological points and if it really is that they feel like this solar astronomical, flare, astronomical event is going to wipe us out, then, okay, here's some guides to better us in the future. That seems like a rosier <laughs> hey. um, uh, outlook on it. But... It, you can't say that. So I guess I can't say without knowing. I have opinions on how I feel, but everything is just opinion unless you know who really who really made it. No. It you, was it was also though still a time when the whole concept of the population bomb, which you know was the name that the guy whatever I can't remember the scientist's name who wrote the book. But that definitely was very, very forward in, in, in a lot of When you of say population mind, bomb, you mean the, the fact that the concept, too many people, that we don't have the resources that, to feed that, them all? It, that, that was the time when everyone was it, was, it was widely agreed upon that it was like, hey, based on what we see today, as the Earth's population is increasing, we don't know how the heck people are going to live. We don't have resources for it. Like, and that was, that was pretty well debated, regarded, whatever, but it was a legitimate thing at the time. I think there can be a way to look at what he's saying and not necessarily for it to jump over the edge to I'm writing down in these stones that four billion people need to die right now. I think it could still just be being informed by that concept and saying like, hey, guys, somehow this has to happen or is going to happen. But as of what we can see right now, half a billion people means everyone. So if you look at the other things, single language, peace. Uh, reasonable laws like 
looking up for yourself and not and which uh, you We're know sure this wasn't just a gene roddenberry thing for star trek I, I, that's the thing it's it's there's a little bit of that of like this Utopia. concept of where can there be harmony how can we take away the concept that people are fighting over scarce resources because that's really a lot of what this is no misunderstanding no need to compete with each other for everything there's a little bit of that utopianism to it that i don't know that has to have a nefarious slant to it if, no, it if doesn't think have of to, it in that term, it's just fun to you're uh, well <laughs> I, i'm by the way i'm not positing what i think it is but uh i think you can you can make a case for it and you're right brent about star trek uh i mean that is a utopian society yep. no there is no currency they you're have tell me replicators you don't have uh, remember I the next don't. generation when uh the guys get reawakened that have been like uh in hibernation yeah. for like a th- hundreds of years and Riker tries to explain to the guy that there's no more money right yeah 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 <laughs> it doesn't go well I, I, Joe, I think you make a really good point, and I was actually going to reference the other, the other commandments, edicts, whatever they are, as well. Obviously, none of us know for sure what they mean, but often when you're trying to understand what what someone else means, you look at the totality of what they said to infer meaning. And if you read all of the others, while there certainly is a a, a tone to them, the tone isn't murderous. The tone isn't in any way, shape, or form. Not outwardly. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it is is much more of how do we how do we align things for humanity well? Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like someone who was also saying eliminate four billion of them. Right. And it's funny because you look into others, which we're not. This isn't us to sit down and tell you who exactly did it. We gave you the what? groups. What? There's a lot of people. That, what, why the hell am I on the show? You guys tricked me again. <laughs> yes. People that will come out and say, you know, it was Ted Turner or it was David Duke or it was, you know, the KKK is a big player. This in guy that was of- friend. Uh, there's another guy, Clark, I think it was his last yeah. name, was friends with Duke. Yeah. yeah. And he was the, the money guy behind this. You put it forward. And, you know, the KKK really wants you know, harmony once we get out. But then why are they spreading diversity? That doesn't really make sense when you read this stuff. Exactly. A lot of the things, neither does Ted Turner. You know, these are just buzzwords that people, and when you read into it. Well, it's in Georgia. He was the richest man in Georgia. Yeah, so he had. Probably a, not, but He yeah. did marry well, Hanoi Jane. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> clearly loves communism. <laughs> <laughs> Show over. Oh, Done. Manifesto. You know, and there is... The other thing that, no. you know, I, I was teasing at the beginning about the eugenics is a lot of people talk about, you know, you look at these things and um, it it makes you, you know, breed fitness and, and, and diversity. The diversity they need is the the right genes for people. And they, they it kind of has a eugenics flair. There's also a lot of people who's going names, back to Nazis. There's a lot of of people who's been named as maybe the people that were involved in this who were into sterilizing anyone with an IQ under 100 and, you know, uh, getting rid of the inferior races and things like that. And it just leaves a nasty taste. And so it's hard not to look at these things and kind of go nefarious sometimes and when the, these people are named. Right? Specifically, the second, number two, is what they are generally referencing when they're talking about eugenics. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. It's the guide reproduction wisely part, which giving it guidance means that you are making decisions about who can or guiding. Well, the problem is uh, you might not be making the decision. The tribunal is or or, or whatever. You know, and so, hey, I applied to see if I could have a baby and it turns out I got they sterilized me. (laughs) Do you think it was the Owens that actually produced this thing and then that they're just trying to come in and infiltrate Earth and prepare us for when the time is going to come when we produce a lantern? The the people from Oa are uh, 
they know what's best for us. They know what's yeah, best for they the know. entire, not galaxy universe. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Owen Wilson. No. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, uh, uh, Owen. No. He I said meant, I meant the Owens, as in Owen Wilson and Owen. Uh, Owen, uh, Owen Luke know. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> the eugenics part. I mean, you, you, we've seen this in history before. We, we, we made jokes about Nazis earlier, but they did that. Mm-hmm. They literally were having who they thought were uh-huh. their best and brightest only breed, and it had nothing to do with whether they fell in love or anything like that. It's like, oh, you're you have blonde hair, blue eyes, or tall and athletic. You're gonna breed with this other blonde hair, blue eyed, tall and athletic. Wanna know a secret? Uh, I grew up. I had blonde hair, blue eyes. I was tall and athletic, and now I'm a fat fuck. So, <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> like I would have been one. I would have been in the breeding camp. I'd have been in the breeding camp, and then it would have turned into. I'd have been like, yes, yes. I can tell you who we know didn't do this. The Society of Learned Individuals who ran uh, Springfield at one point on The Simpsons when they when they announced the edict that we shall we shall conform to the Vulcan principle of breeding once every year. And by the way, for we, for many of us, we, we do, that will be much more. For some, much much less. We do need a bell there. We got the Simpsons. the Simpsons drop. Brent, are you saying then? By way of of your explanation that every time you have a pizza, you're just giving a middle finger to Hitler. I am just doing my part. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm doing my part. I'm doing. <laughs> Would you like to know more? Would you like to know more? Do you think? Do you think that that? Do you think that the pizza delivery place you had the run in with is actually a Nazi? Oh! Uh, that only nation I had a really bad experience with a pizza place lately. Uh, so much that their company sent me set vouchers for seven free pizzas. They were so rude to me. Um, it only makes sense. It only makes sense. Yeah. I wondered why it was RC Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they they deliver from Georgia. It's expensive, but it's good. <laughs> you know? Odd part was they still serve Coke products. Yeah, it's the damnedest. <laughs> you can't if you're if you're in Georgia, you cannot outrun Coca Cola. So all right, all right, Joe. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm going to put all this on the spot. Oh boy. Who built it? Who oh built it? Oh boy. I think a bunch of guys who, well, I mean, there could have been gals involved in the group, too. The understood guy. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of people who thought it would be an interesting little experiment that might cause some chatter and conversation at a time when there was no outlet such as Twitter or Facebook to try to create that, uh, Mm -hmm. to create some publicity and and get people talking. One of the things I've never been able to find, and this would, this is a piece where it remains, this would help me formulate a better theory. The eight different languages do, do the things that we're talking about from the English piece of it. How that, do they translate? That feel ominous or whatever. Does it come across the same way in these other languages? Are some of the things that are so open to interpretation from us actually on purpose because they had to be very succinct and very like kind of like basic for it to come across right in eight different languages you're 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 at i think there's a really good question you're asking the wrong group i only speak english esperanto and profanity american sign language so i speak sanskrit and like when we think something comes across angry in in american i mean we all know one of the world's three gentlest languages is russian yeah. so like what does it come across yeah. like, like, like i love that, you like, in german is yeah. you know like so, so like, i mean the russians are obviously saying like guide reproduction wisely yeah so you're so you're saying i mean i so this this was written in english originally they actually brought in translators from the local area to help with 
the how you would write it in Sanskrit or Russian right. or whatever. So, you, but what you're saying is, were they written so uh, for lack uh, for lack of a better term, non verbosely, so they would translate well? Yeah. So I'm yeah. the guy who you brought in to do the Swahili piece, and I say to you, you know what, John, the way that you wrote this. It's actually not going to translate real well. What do you want here? Do, you want, do you want it to be consistent or do you want it to be the spirit of what you're saying? Is only we and they said, no, of... we've got to have a piece consistent. And so now it's like weird in all eight languages. And it's like, well, yeah. now it doesn't yeah. kind of make sense to anybody. If only we had some sort of machine that could read and understand multiple languages. Yeah, too bad, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah too bad. What a, what a shame. But I really do. I, I think it's. I don't think it's indicative of anything bigger than anything else. I think probably the the people who were involved in it get a kick out of the fact that at this point there have been these like groups that have come out of 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 uh, all areas and facets of society to like have their theories on on or or yeah. laughing in the crowd the moment that like seven minutes into its unveiling that that pastor said like well this is of the devil <laughs> like, right I, and I I actually I I tend to agree with him I, I think it was probably you know a, a group of like minded individuals as they said that probably <laughs> wasn't any big group you know what I mean um, a lot of big groups love to take credit for things not to say that they would or wouldn't but it was probably just one of those things where we're like hey we're in a bad spot here we all meet up we have our little group of eccentric millionaires and we've got this thing let's let's build something that's gonna outlast us and get our information out and it's like you said they probably laugh and giggle a little bit even when yeah at first it probably really made them mad when they're like this is evil they're like no we're trying to help you guys I don't know, though. I might be way off at it. It might have been the KKK or it might have been the, <laughs> the Rosicrucianers or, or who knows. It's just a fancy pamphlet is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bad at folding. Good at chiseling. John? I think I agree with you guys for the most part. The one place I, I think I might disagree is I I think there probably was a more organized group behind it. Uh, oh, it I might, think uh, there was a group. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. The um, I mean, could it be the the. Rosicrucian. Oh, you mean yeah. organized as in a larger, large scale uh, organization, not eight buddies. Right, not eight. Exactly. It. Uh, exactly. It, it feels. I tell you who it was the local 188 Stoneworkers Union <laughs> that uh, <laughs> really uh, organized this. The City Council of Elberton. Yeah. <laughs> or, or some guy or some guy who was trying to build a tunnel and he's like, there's all this dang granite everywhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How can we get rid of some of this? Um, the, uh, and the reason I say that is the. They seem so. I'm not gonna say well thought out, but but thought out. Mm-hmm. They seem. Mm-hmm. It seems like very much of a, a, a manifesto is the wrong word. It seems very much more a, a, like a, a line of thinking. Yeah, like this is what we believe. Yeah, this, this is, is how we. This is, exactly, and we want to share this with the world. And so I'm not saying it's religious in any way, mm-hmm. but it's a group that wants to get their message out there without yeah. perhaps actually being tied to the message. Like you know, is that Dan we, Venusian we, who never really left Earth? Valiant Thor? Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, you know what? I'm going to try it this way. They're obviously not looking for repute in any way, shape, or form. They just want their message out there. And that's why mm-hmm. I believe it's some sort of organized belief system. Not necessarily religious, but some sort, sort of organized belief system. But let's go back before we wrap to one specific question. Do you guys believe that when they said 500 million, that they meant kill four billion to no, get there i don't No, I, I think it was we all agree the, on that i think it was the um you know after the cataclysm you know we, they uh, see uh, these that, guys uh they seem very chalant yeah <laughs> put it out. they are i'm whelmed yeah frankly i'm a little bit annoyed 
that John did this. Like, there's nothing less fun on this show than when the three of us agree about something. True. What the f? I Why mean, end it now. <laughs> uh, the one thing that we haven't brought up is that the true people that probably put it together were the last remaining offshoots of the Anunnaki, who are actually letting us know what's going to happen. These aren't choices. <laughs> These are predictions what is happening. They're not no predictions mean they might not happen. This is uh promises. You know, yes. <laughs> I promised to kill four point five billion, or now it'd be like six point five billion of you or whatever. Well, I can tell you this. If that's true, I can tell you that there was no mom of the Anunnaki involved in this because if there were promises going on there, one of them would have been you're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, oh that's what they meant by the five hundred million. That, that was the bruising that was coming there. to humanity. If, if, if we really do, <laughs> if we really do come from the Anunnaki, I just want to know where our magic scepters are. Well, we don't. We don't come from the Anunnaki. I can show That's, you my magic scepter, but the whole concept of them it'll is cost you. Based on they were side by side with us, they were the the sons of God and the daughters of man. Yeah, we and don't. Like, we are. We are that. Oh no, we're, no, we're the, the sons are, of man. There are multiple versions of this. There's also versions where they were on Nibiru, cycling around, and they dropped us off as their kids. No, I know that one. It doesn't hold up. The but Bible, the rest, the because, rest do. Because if it if it did, then the Bible wouldn't be fundamentally true in all cases well, and ways. Let me I get mean, back to my, my original and most important point. If the Anunnaki were involved in any way, shape, or form, where are our magic scepters? There's it's lots annoying. of magic scepters. I, to tell you. I want a magic scepter. I ask Lisa, I've got one. Oh, great. <laughs> Can I borrow it? No. It's called it's a remote attached. control. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i was trying to deflect away from where brent was going i could see it Ooh, fun i'll be the mommy <laughs> you will not be oh boy bot, that's gross oh man oh, so that's 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 kind of our thing on this guys it's a fun one it can be or not be as evil and ominous as you choose so uh you know, pick your poison on this one nation we want to know what you think there's a really easy way to tell us what you think you can get on Facebook and find our discussion page. Or Astral Project, and we can just have that talk in person. Either one. Uh, if you're not up to the Astral Projecting that particular day, you can hop on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. That's right. Or just go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That's our normal page where you can find this episode and all our other episodes. Also, don't forget Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can become a Patreon supporter. We put new content out every week. One dollar gets you everything two dollars and up you get stuff in the mail how awesome is that you can get your own t-shirt that no one else can have you can pick a topic you can co-host host the show there you go how do you think joe's here <laughs> you can host the show <laughs> yeah you can you, you have literally to. enough money brent will gladly you can step aside and everything <laughs> and if you want to hear your voice on the show don't forget leave us a voicemail 773-669-7277 again that's 773-669-7277 brent my um my heart broke a little earlier Uh-oh. when you you informed me that we didn't have one voicemail to play today. Yeah, we've got a, I've got a little bit of a bank from one guy, our buddy Jesse, who has called in and left us several. He left us enough that I'm going to put them all together into a special episode for Jesse on Patreon because we have quite a bit of Jesse time. Is Jesse a patron? Just for Jesse. I'll make it free to everyone. Oh, wow. But for a dollar, You're a you giver. get all that other stuff. You're a giver. John, I'm going to task you with something here. We just passed 500 reviews on our iTunes review. 
Why don't you pick some of the newest ones? Let's hear them. Good or bad. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. He hasn't, no. he hasn't read any uh, five stars. I'm, I'm thinking John doesn't care about the people nearly as much as I do, is what I was getting at with that statement. Just makes sense. I would say Brent just established that he is even m- more against eliminating four billion people than Establish John is. dominance. Establish dominance. <laughs> Why does Brent keep trying to just snap his fingers over and over again? <laughs> Are you wearing an isotoner glove with with, <laughs> with gems glued on it? Shut your mouth. Gems bedazzled. Yeah. On it. <laughs> uh, the first one, five star. Um, the headline is Sea Boob. John Go and then fourth written four th okay and uh five stars absolutely love this podcast <laughs> that was written by not so alien no well we, hey we appreciate it five stars always entertaining written by Joker eight one six give it a try you will not be disappointed <laughs> that was my pickup line in college. <laughs> <laughs> this next one written by tame the shame <laughs> that's my favorite part of some of these is the names because you know by now there's millions and millions so they're like probably just trying to come up with stuff just anything taken, yeah taken. Uh, the, the title of this one is also good good to the last drop <laughs> love 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 h51 joined h nation bought the shirt can't get enough patreon here i come oh well let us know which one you are on patreon you literally like yeah. this show more than joe does thank you <laughs> everyone does schmeadows wrote five stars awesome these guys crack me up actually it says this guys crack me up mm-hmm. i've been binge listening like brent binge drinks bud light mm, swill water and it's good it, it, it is swill speaking water. of good at the last drop oh brent uh-oh, what's up? Uh, there's le- they're, they're not loving us here. Uh-oh, how many stars? Uh, Shmalus gave us two stars. Shmalus. Uh I tried ellipses twice. Oh. Uh, I really wanted to like this podcast because I think it's compelling when they talk about the subject. And I kind of like the Seabot shtick. Dumbass. <laughs> but yeesh, the humor in quotes... Is so lazy and just not funny, especially Brent Hand. <laughs> he goes for the tired, low-hanging fruit, and Fucking... he sounds like he thinks he's one of the funniest people ever, but he just isn't. Every joke I've ever told is for me and me alone, and that's why I laugh at them routinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, it's Andy Kaufman. He's like, if you get a kickle out, you know, if you get a chuckle out of it, good for you. But uh, it's for me. Let's wrap up with a positive one. Five stars. The truth is out there. But uh, by Matthew JL, Hysteria 51 is a phenomenal podcast. Each episode is a well-paced hour with plenty of time given for an intro, setting the background, digging deeper and giving a well-rounded wrap up. What really makes the podcast excel is a fantastic balance. The show is both well-researched and there are thought-provoking discussions while at the same time adding in plenty of humor to keep things light. Wow. It's one that can hook you in with the topic and keep you engaged with the humor and personalities. That's a hell of a, a review. Well, he it likes is, the show better the, than I do. It's the tightest hour on the internet. <laughs> oh, show. wait. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. This is a bonus just for you, Brent, since okay. you got knocked down a peg earlier. Oh. Uh, Rachel Great wrote the intros, though. Five star. Like she likes the intros. Mm-hmm. Um, so friggin' good. The intros kill me. The topics intrigue me. The hosts crack me up. Only one complaint. Brent should sing more. <laughs> wow. There you go. Rachel. Wow. Is there any Rachel songs? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is, you know, am I missing a, a big, you know, there's always a song Rachel. for 
Rach, uh, there is uh, blows from Seinfeld. There's well, it's been a long journey from Milan to Minsk. Rochelle, Rochelle, <laughs> found one. I this love is it already. Rachel by Russell Morris. He's an Australian artist. Russell the Muscle. Come on, sing. I'm done. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, Nation, thank you for all those reviews for real. We 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 love reading them. We, we just passed 500, and we're cruising towards 600. We hit 600, we're going to give away another T-shirt. So keep them coming, and we'll have a fun contest for them. We need to do another contest soon here, too. So we'll pick one here in the next couple weeks, and we'll do something to give away some fun stuff because we got a, we got a prize package starting to starting to build up here. We also have our, uh, our patrons on Patreon who are going to all be a part of the show at one point. Yeah, so we're waiting for them. They have till the end of September. Leave us a voicemail. Send us an audio clip. If you leave us a voicemail, just say at the beginning, hey, this is for Patreon. We'll cut it out of the show, and we're going to play a special clip for all of them because you guys have till the end of the month to get us your audio. And if you can't remember that, just go on to Patreon. There's a, a special there's a message on there all about yeah. it. Yeah. So that's what our thoughts, Joe. And don't, don't think you're going to come back again. We appreciate oh, you being God. here for the last time. It's, it's been all right. <laughs> now he's just going to go outside and wait again. That's what I do. It's been real. It's been cool, but it hasn't been real cool. Oh, there's that cheesy humor that's usually reserved for Brent. <laughs> low hanging fruit. It's tasty, but it was low. <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them, and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope mm-hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes So subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram and we'll have all the updates there. ACAST ACAST, 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 